Glenn Stretch Smith and Garrett Ross, and we welcome into the program Mr. Cowboy, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor member, Texas Sports Hall of Fame member, Mr. Bob Lilly. Bob, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good morning to you all. We've, uh, let, let's just dive right into this thing. What, what was your relationship with, uh, with Gail Sayers? How did you interact with him in the NFL? Well, a, a couple of times on the field, <laughs> which uh, wasn't real pleasant sometimes. Uh, he was a great runner, but more uh, more times like Hall of Fame. Uh, every year we would meet at the Hall of Fame and visit. And uh, then the time we we missed each other, but we got to visit before it was over, was the NFL 75th anniversary all-time team, and that was in New York. His wife became real close friends of Anna and myself, and uh, Gail was on a business trip. And so when he got there, well, he livened it up. He's a, he had a great, he had a great personality. Uh, obviously he loved sports. He went on to back to Kansas state, back to Kansas after his career and was not the AD, but was involved in their sports program and then became the AD of Tennessee state or yeah, the sport, the AD. And, and then I think he went on to, uh, Southern Illinois and, and did the same thing. But anyway, Gail was, uh, Gail was very enthusiastic and he, he was quite, a lot of people said he was quiet. He was, except when he got to know you, he was extremely enthusiastic about everything. I mean, he about football, about what he's doing, about what you're doing, uh, about his children. And we, we just had, uh, many great visits together. And, of course, you know, all of us saw uh, Brian's song, the movie. And uh, that was that was quite a – I asked him about that. It, it almost brought tears to his eyes every time he talks about it. But, anyway, he was uh, he was a great player in college, a great player with the Bears. Uh, I think we played them – I'm not positive, but I think in 1970, on our way to our first Super Bowl, we played them – during the regular season up in Chicago. And I think we were in Wrigley Field. Uh, I think they were renovating Soldier Field. And we watched the films during the week, and he had played yeah, – I think they had played San Francisco. But anyway, he got, he got his knee hurt. But we didn't expect to see him, but there he was. You know, he didn't play a lot. But when he did, he, he ran through us. And I, I, I just remember one thing – during my career, never played against Gail that much, but the time or two or three that I did, uh, I never saw anybody cut and run so fast because I had him nailed. And he, he made a cut, and he took off like a blur, and I thought, wow. <laughs> but uh, Gail was a, a gentleman and a very fine person. I, and, I was, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you you've obviously played against – a lot of great running backs in in your in your uh, career. What what made him special? Uh, well, I think his balance and his speed and his knowledge. I mean he he was a student of the game. He understood defenses. He understood. You know he he watched films and you know the times we talked at the Hall of Fame meetings. I mean we would visit individually a lot. 
uh, all of us would. But he would talk about, you know, he, he he would notice things that I was doing on defense and tell me about them and tell me about all the other people that he was playing against. And he said, yeah, I know when I played this team, I think it was Minneapolis, uh, they have, their defensive end tends to do this, so I know what I can do. I can run directly at him, and then I can step outside and take off downfield. You know, he was just telling me things that he saw on film, weaknesses that he could take advantage of. And he was he told me several. But uh, what made him great was his athletic ability, his speed, but his mind, I think, is what made him uh you know, bigger than life. He he had that mind that could see the the field, see the players, know them personally because he had watched film on them for hours and hours, and he knew what their tendencies were. And he took advantage of them. Believe me. That's that, that that's an awesome that's awesome story. I, you know, Bob, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit here and think about kind of the NFL today and how you see the NFL today with all of the analytics and all the things that are going on. You talk about watching film and to me that's always been the proof of what you're seeing is what's on film. When you watch that Cowboy game and I'm sure you watched it Sunday, analytically, how do you, how do you feel like the game has changed now? And, and what guys are doing now versus what they did in the days, obviously, when you were great and made, and, and made it into the Hall of Fame. Tell us about the differences in the football game and how you see the differences in the direction that the NFL is going. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's different. Uh, what's happened is players are, you know, they were starting to get a lot bigger when I was playing. Coach Landry had us all weighing it. 260 or 265, and uh, George Andrew and I, we had scales that looked kind of like cotton scales, they were balanced scales. We figured out a way to go inside them and tape 30 cents on there and get 10 pounds out of it. <laughs> and so we, we got fined. We got fined $50 a pound. Every time we were overweight, it doubled. So if it was one pound one week, it was 50. The next week, it'd be 100. And that that something like Willie Towns went through a half a year and never even got paid. Uh, and he was on the fat man's table in training camp. And uh, I'll never forget. He was by himself. And we had, they had a fat man, little cutout <laughs> on the table. And Willie, we didn't think he was eating anything. We thought he was just eating salad. And, and, th- and we felt so, so sorry for him. And one night, uh, a pizza delivery guy knocked on George Andre, my roommate and I's window at the dorm at Thousand Oaks. And he, we raised it up, and he said, is Mr. Towns in? And he said, I've got to, I've got this pizza for him. I said, uh, no, he's not. I can get it to him, though. And he said, well, he owes me, you know, somewhere. I think it was $8 or something. So we paid for it. Then we spread it around, except for two slices <laughs> among our <laughs> sweet bank. And then we knocked on Willie's door. And he said, oh, and he had a big smile on his face. We handed him the pizza uh, box, and he said, is there anything in there? <laughs> we said, we left you just enough, so you won't get on that fat, man, fat man's table. But uh, anyway, football has changed. Yeah, the guys today are big. I mean, they are a lot bigger. They're 
they're lifting, they're putting on, you know, they're started during my career. It started that way. Start guys started getting bigger. They had specialized weight trainers. Uh, they had a lot more protein powder and no telling what else. And they were, you know, getting bigger. And obviously they're, uh, they're strong and fast. Uh, but today uh, what I see is, uh, I see football kind of like it was, except, uh, it seems to me like there's, even though they're trying to protect the players, there's more injuries, more players get dinged up and they go out. Uh, they are, they don't, you know, in the off season, when we, we had our off season program, we, we actually had to do it. Uh, we, there again, we could get fined if we didn't. And, uh, I think the players today do their own, do it on their own. They go lift weights and do various things, but it's just, a more of a power game and more, and the passing game is, is getting more intricate. I think a little bit more intricate than it was when I played, uh, the quarterbacks are really highly trained in college now and and in pro. Uh, as, as we know, we see it around the league. Uh, we have great running backs that are – seems like the running backs uh, today, though, have a, are prone to get hurt a little bit more than they were back when I played. Now, Emmett was an exception to that. But uh, anyway, I, it's just a lot of – injuries and it's uh you know people think it's mis- mistakes and there are a lot of mistakes and we made a lot of mistakes everybody does but uh the mistakes appear to be bigger in today's world it's like the other night when they kicked the onside kick that guy took forever to get it down on the ground and kick it and he kicked it funnier than anybody i've ever seen and it went it went 10 yards and it went in a curve and and nobody jumped on it except the Cowboys, and I could not believe it. You know, <laughs> I think a bunch of people were mesmerized by that kick. <laughs> yeah, but I, that was that was one of the greatest games I've ever seen because, you know, we got so far behind so quickly, uh, and when you change coaches, uh, as the Cowboys did this year, they're going to have some. They're they're not going to be exactly tuned up for you know, the new program. And that's one thing. I mean, that's one thing you see in pro football when, when you change coaches. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little, it takes a little time for the players to adjust to the new schemes, and uh, especially on defense. And I, I think, you know, we've had so many injuries, too, on defense. Uh, and that's what you, I'm seeing around the league. There's an awful lot of injuries which affect the team more than you know more than anyone would would think, but a middle linebacker is very important. He's kind of like the quarterback on defense, and he he call he sees everything up where he is and calls calls everything out to the to the other linebackers, the linemen in front of him, the secondary. If he he can see all that, and Leroy did a great job with us. But we and then Sean Lee is hurt. He's very bright, a very good football player, but. But hurt, and we've got some young ones that have come in. I don't know how young they are, but they they're uh, they're great, and they're they're starting to learn the they're starting to learn the, the scheme that we have. They're starting; they're great athletes, and 
it's just a matter, I think, in today's world, if you can train up the guys that are backing up, uh, you have to have you have to have a good backup squad because there's there, the injuries are happening in the offensive line, the defensive line, the linebackers, running backs. You know, it just happens all over. And I, I think that's the main thing that I see is uh, we 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 were forced to play with some things that today's players would not play for. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't be out there. They wouldn't allow them out there. What are and, your? I'm sorry. What are your? And I think, go ahead. What are your thoughts on Dak Prescott and you know the performance he put on, uh, considering he didn't get the contract? But what what do you think? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Prescott? Well, I, I think uh, Prescott looks. You know, at the end of the game, he always looks great, and to me, I mean, and you know, he did fumble once, but I mean that that happens. Uh, there's a lot of lot of traffic back where he is, and. Uh, it, it was a barely fumble, but he did. But anyway, we had so many fumbles. I don't think it had anything to do with Zach. I think we would have, if we hadn't have had all the turnovers we did early in the game, we would it would have been a little bit different first quarter. But uh, Dak's pretty good. I mean, he, you know, he's having to do a lot of things, not just drop back and throw the pass. He's having to move around. He's having to play, do a little play action, do a little. Uh, handoff and then roll rollouts and all those things that uh, make it more difficult because it's like if he could just drop back and pass. He's a good passer and he's 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 smart. He knows the system. He he probably knows it better better than anybody uh, except the coaches. And I just think he's going to be really good. Uh, he's already really good in my opinion as far as uh, you know his completions and his yardage that he gets every year running and passing. And, uh, he's, you know, he's a good kid. I think he's, as far as I can tell from talking to some of the other players, he's a good leader. They all respect him. So I don't know. I just think Dak's going to be a good one. I think he's a good kid. I think he's a good quarterback and I think he's going to get better. It's 1043. We're visiting with Mr. Cowboy, Bob Lilly. And, and Bob, I know, uh, and a lot of folks may or may not know, but you're, you're very, very involved in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame here in Waco. And tell me why the Hall of Fame means so much to you. Well, when I grew up, you know, there was, there was the College Hall of Fame and there was the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but nothing in the state. And I think it's I I think that there's a number of things. One is it recognizes the great athletes that have come out of Texas, not not just football players, but basketball, golf, uh, tennis, uh, you know, all all different sports, and and it puts them in the limelight down at the Hall of Fame, and that's that's gonna that means something, and it's already, it already means a lot to your families, uh, to your children. And they take they take your grandchildren down to see you or your enshrinement or your you know your uh, place in the Hall of Fame. And I, I think it's just really great because when people go visit the Hall of Fame, they you could spend a you could spend the day there if you wanted and and learn things that you never knew. I mean, you could go back to Ben Hogan's days and you could go back to uh, Dutch Myers' days and. 
I mean, it's like uh, it's a history of the athletic prowess of athletes in Texas. And, you know, it's it, generally there's a lot of colleges represented there. I mean, that's where a lot of people started out to become great. And then coaching, I mean, even coaches, coaches that are renowned in, in the state of Texas, I mean, they're, they're highlighted there. And I think it's a wonderful thing to store the history of the sports world in Texas for the future, for the future children of those people, grandchildren, even great-grandchildren to go look at. And it's, it's also a very interesting place to go if, you don't, if you're not really – you don't have anybody in there or you don't know anybody. Generally, you'll know somebody once you get in there. But uh, I, just, I just think it's great. It's a, it's a it's really a good one, and I used to say, and it's the hall of the Pro Football Hall of Fame is catching up. But I used to say that Texas Sports Hall of Fame was nicer than the than the Canton Hall of Fame. Wow! And and they have they've really upgraded that one. But uh, yeah, they did a good job. Y'all did a great job in Waco of putting that together, and and uh, I enjoy it every year. Well, Mr. Lilly, we uh, we we know it's a sad day with the passing of Gail Sayers, but we certainly do appreciate you jumping on and being a part of our program. And thanks so much for everything you do for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and thanks for being a part of this program. Well, thank you very much. And Gail was a dear friend. We we got to we got to see each other in the Pro Bowl and the Hall of Fame get-togethers, and that 75th anniversary all-time team, and 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 other things, appearances and so forth so he was a he will be missed he was a fine person and uh, i'm proud to have had him as a friend but thank you so much i appreciate your uh comments have a good day uh, that is bob lilly the uh, former dallas cowboy great